Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Merry Christmas. No disclaimer today. I mean, if you get offended by this episode, then there is something wrong with you. Ha 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 ha. Just kidding. Don't be offended by that. Now on to the show. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. And now for a Christmas message from our friend, Matthew McConaughey. Well, 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 if it isn't time for a little ho-ho-ho, the big man up north knocking on his buddy Rudolph's door. Rudy, need your nose, pal, need your beak, need your nocturnal transmission. As we go station to station delivering toys and goodies, Two deserving boys and girls all over the world. You know, I have my green lights. He has his red light. The two combining for one mystical, high-powered, high-beam frequency, leading us to the gift beneath everybody's evergreen, the gift of the present. But before we unwrap and enjoy, let's take a hike back to the past. I walked past a nativity the other day, and it dawned on me. Each time I see this perfect little Polaroid, I get a year older. The baby Jesus wrapped up in that manger stays the same age, and I thought that was pretty cool. Got three gifts from the Magi with help from a celestial GPS. Gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All right, all right, all right. Not unlike our three gifts of the past, present, and future, which brings us back to the modern era. That little baby boy grew up to be a man, not only a man, but the man. He died, came back to life, and today he's still L-I-V-I-N, hence the salvation celebration. But what happens when that 2020 turns into 2021? Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? As for me, not much of a resolution kind of guy. I'm not a resolute destitute. When we settle up for three points at Darrell K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium, we don't line up for a field resolution. No, no. We line up for a field goal. A makeable, missable goal. You either make it or it breaks you. So are you going to make a passive negotiation with your future? Not me. I'm a gold digger. You in? If so, grab a shovel. We have an entire gold mine beneath our feet. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, and hook them. On this Christmas episode of Let's Get Jacked Up, Tim's kids make a cameo. Merry Christmas! Christmas and a happy new year. A happy new year. And Pastor Chips Ross tells us how we can receive God's gift of peace. If God is so good and He's so powerful, why do bad things happen? Right? I mean, that's that's the basic question. That's the that's huge rub, right? Because you have a rock eternal. You need to know that. And the only way you're going to find that out is when you're faced with adversity, is when you're faced with care, and you turn towards Him. This is a very special Christmas episode of Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. Coming to you live 
somewhere deep in Fresno, California, it's Let's Get Jacked Up! Sinners Saved by Grace. Here are your hosts, Tim, Bobby, and Karen. And welcome to Let's Get Jacked Christmas 2020 style. Hello everybody, I'm Tim Parrish. With me today is not Bobby or Karen. I'm kind of going solo today. I gave them Christmas off. It is Christmas Eve 2020. How are you, everybody? Hope everyone's doing well. And if you're listening to this on Christmas, then it's Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all and to all a good day or a good night whenever you're listening to this. Um, You know, it's been a year, hasn't it? And next week we're going to have an awesome end of the year special. I'm going to try to put something together for everybody and it's going to be good i really hope it will be but tonight it's something a special christmas 2020 because i'm going to do something that i normally don't do this is a talk show and the format is talking to each other bouncing off each other but tonight i thought it'd be really cool and different to let pastor chips preach to us Okay, I want to basically just play the audio of his message last week, which was a really good one. It's about uh, peace and how can we have peace during our troubles? You know, 2020 has been nothing but trouble. So I thought this would be a great time to let everybody hear where we could find peace, no matter what happens in the future. No matter what we're going through during this Christmas time or whatever, you know, the the vaccine's out now, which I will not take. But if you want to take it, that's up to you. Um, you know, but what happens, what happens now? And who can we lean on? Who can we trust? And so Pastor Chips is going to go into that a little bit uh, today. So hopefully you guys will like to hear that. I think it'd be a blessing for everybody to listen to. And stick around and check it out. Um, before we get to all of that, though, uh, how many of you guys saw the saw the big star? You know where the Jupiter and Saturn came together. Did anybody see that? You know what? I saw pictures of it. I did not get to see it live because it was foggy where we were at, and I took my kids outside, and we were all excited. We went to the backyard. And even in the front yard, we could not see it because it was just too foggy where we were at. So it was kind of a bummer. But, um, you know, the Bethlehem star, I saw pictures of it afterwards, and it was awesome. I just, you know, thinking about that night where the wise men was following that star and uh, just kind of putting myself in their place and back in time there. It must have been just amazing, you know, it really quite a miracle to get to, I mean, basically follow that star to Bethlehem. And um, what an amazing trip that would have been. So, 
You know, it is Christmas. Uh, we also know that uh, Christ was not born on the 25th. That's a kind of a different story. We do believe that he was born in uh, September. Some say September 29th. Some say it's September 24th. Some even say September 11th. I kind of agree with that. That probably because of the evil in the world and how they would make that date so what a wonderful date that would be you know if that was if that is Christ's birth and then doing something evil on that day I could totally see that happening now I don't know that for a fact maybe some other scholars do but um, right now uh, we still celebrate his birthday on December 25th now I would say it would probably be better to celebrate it uh, you know September 25th but oh well that's this is when we're celebrating it so hope you enjoy it hope you have a great Christmas and what we're going to do right now is kind of talk to my kids for just a minute before we go to a break and then after the break I'll let you hear Pastor Chips Ross so right now my kids Braylon and Bryson 11 and 4 years old here we go Okay, so I'm here with my kids. Hey, kids, what does Christmas mean to you? Christmas <laughs> means to me, like, I love giving presents as much. Well, I like getting presents, too. I bet you do. But I also love giving presents. In fact, I gave all my friends presents, and I got, I gave them some stuff that I didn't use anymore. We sanitized it, and we, then we gave it to them, and I gave back. And we just had um, fun, and my Christmas also means some family time because we watch Christmas movies and we do lots of Christmassy things. Sometimes even carolers come over to my grandma's house and we listen to them. Um, But I love, I love Christmas just. And why do we celebrate Christmas? Because Jesus was born. I want to say too. Okay, why? <laughs> why do we celebrate Christmas, Bryson? Christmas means to me I love all my parents and my sister and my dog so much. And my grandma, papa, auntie, uncle Bray, Oya, and dinosaurs. It's you and Uncle Bob and Karen and Chan Chan. Whose birthday do we celebrate at Christmas? Jesus. Yeah. And we have more Christmas on your phone, okay? You're not sure what he just said. It's Jesus. We celebrate Jesus' birthday. Okay, so what does peace mean to you, Braylon? Let's say if I were to say peace on earth. Calm. Like to be calm and not do bad things. And And who do you think gives us peace? Jesus. Yes! Hey buddy, what you doing? What do you what do you say to the people out there listening? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. 
We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish, wish you, you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. We wish, wish you a Merry Christmas, Christmas. and a Happy, Happy New, New Year. You're, You're listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. We'll be right back after these messages on Fringe Radio Network. Are you chipmunks ready to sing your song? Oh, there we are. Yeah. Let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course at fringeradionetwork.com. Make sure to follow Fringe Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, or any of your other favorite spots to get your podcasts. Get the latest episodes from your favorite Fringe Radio Network show. Listen to Let's Get Jacked Up Alive on FringePanda.com and on FringeRadioNetwork.com every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy Let's Get Jacked Up, you will love Spirit Wars with Michael Basham. All right, everybody. As you can tell, this is an emergency. We need all hands on deck. We need you to be ready. We need you to trust in God, to know who you are in the Lord. We are here. This is Michael Basham, and we are live for this end times broadcast of the Spirit Wars on the Fringe Radio Network and beyond. Michael digs deep into spiritual warfare in a fun and informative way. We have the enemy listening live. You are here, too. And we are here to declare a victory of the Lord to declare his victory, not the enemy's victory, but that the Lord is in control. Michael dazzles listeners with his many voices and has many interesting guests on a show. I have all of my alters mixed up, so I might be like switching from a Russian accent to a Chinese accent to Japanese to a Nazi. Oh my god. Got them all. I want to hear your Nazi one though, just because. Where is your mask? You must wear the mask. You want to buy groceries today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> My name is Michael Basham. We're interviewing Holly Baglio, former super soldier and part of the, the spirit force of Jesus of the end time. And we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm really, truly honored. And I have to say, I love when you go live on Facebook. I always try to catch you. And thank you so much for everything that you do. So take a spirit-filled journey of the Bible with a man who truly loves Jesus and the kingdom of God. That God is in control. I think that everything is about God. Everything that we're going through right now is about the Lord's kingdom arising. 
This is Michael Basham reporting on Spirit Wars Fringe Radio Network Live. Listen to Spirit Wars weekly on FringeRadioNetwork.com and visit his website at TheSpiritForce.com. That's TheSpiritForce.com. Have you ever wondered why we don't mix up all religious teachings into just one big book? I mean, since we all just believe in the same God anyway, why not just read out of one book? Well, wonder that no longer, because now you can. Introducing the Book of the Religious Reader. This easy-to-read 10,000-page book has it all. Here are just some of the names of books that are in this big book. Some of the Bible, of course, the Quran, the Book of Mormon, the Book of Norman, the Book of Scientology, Buddha Knows Best, the Book of Adam and Eve, the Book of Adam and Steve, the Baptist Rule Book, the Book of Enoch, the Lost Books, the Book of Catholicism, the Mason Freeway Book, the Book of Giants and Little People, Muhammad and Friends, the Torah, the Watchtower, the Jews Keep Their Own Dues, the Book of Wicca, I mean, why not? Yes, the Book of the Religious Reader has a hodgepodge of everything. No more fighting amongst religious books. Just peace and love as we all read out of the same book. Oh, I learned so much from the book of the religious reader. It answered so many questions that I had. The best part is now you don't have to worry about offending anyone when I talk about religion. Anything and everything goes. All road leads to heaven. Isn't that wonderful? (sighs) Yes, this is Sean Connery. I thought the book was adventurous. It only took me three years to read it. And Indiana Jones, you'd be so proud of me. So buy yours today for just $500. Call 1-800-HODGEPODGE. That's 1-800-HODGEPODGE. Call right now. This is a fake commercial and this book does not exist, nor should it ever. Let's get jacked up, fans. If you enjoy listening to Christian contemporary pop music, you got to check out my friend and awesome brother in Christ, John Shabaglian. His music is on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, and others. Check out his website at johnshabaglian.com. His new single with Aaron Schust, titled In Command, is a great reminder that God is still in control of this whole world. Check out his other great songs like Light Show, featuring Jared Elston. We are the Light Show. John is a wonderful psalmist and loves the Lord wholeheartedly, so you've got to check out his music and his website at johnshabaglian.com. That's johnshabaglian.com. J-O-N-S-H-A-B-A-G-L-I-A-N.com. Just the other day, my wife mentioned something that we needed to do this week. My first reaction, a mix of panic and heaviness, which is quite startling because what she mentioned wasn't impossible and it wasn't a new task to do. So let's talk about peace. Is peace a truth you have or a feeling you enjoy? Merry Christmas. This is Chips Ross in sunny Fresno, California. 
In the Christmas story, peace has a prominent role. When the angels visit the shepherds on that first Christmas night, they proclaim glory to God in the highest. And for those on earth, it was the gift of peace. Quote, and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. Peace is what God is giving, but is for those whom he is pleased. In other words, simply being a human is not enough to receive the gift of God's peace. This gift comes from God to those in whom he loves and delights. So, is this peace a truth? Is it a feeling? It can be both, but above all, it is truth. Jesus says this in John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. What I love about this verse is how Jesus knows us so well and he gives us the remedy, his peace. This gift doesn't come with the sunshine and disappear with the clouds. His peace overcomes your troubles and your fears. His peace is a gift that keeps on giving. You have been created with strong feelings, but God has given you an even stronger truth. Jesus gives you good and perfect gifts, including his peace. So take him your cares, your panic, your heavy burdens. What he gives in exchange is his peace. You're listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. Well, it's that time of the year again, and the Muppets are gathering together to share the holiday spirit. Fozzie is telling his holiday joke, Pepe is punching up the punch bowl, and Miss Piggy is still busy adding to her Christmas list. And me? Oh, well, I just like watching everyone getting together and having fun, because that's what Christmas is all about. Oh, that and the cleaning up afterward. Coming! Gonzo, how many times do I have to tell you catapults and Christmas lights do not mix? Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Let's Get Chapter on Fringe Radio Network. Before we get to Pastor Chip's message, here now is a song written and sung by our very own Tim Parrish with his band Eternal Element. This song is called My Everything. Enjoy. There's a life that I know hurts when I do the things that I do to
Now, here is Pastor Chips Ross and his message on the gift of peace. Merry Christmas! Don't have snow, which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but we do have fog, and that kind of feels like the same thing. Anyway, so thank you all for coming, for driving slowly and safely, that you are here in one solid piece instead of a mangled piece. Very good. Um, for those of you online, thank you for joining. If you want, the, uh, the bulletin handout is there on our church website, westwoodfresno.com. Just go to where it says on the sidebar, uh, Sunday morning services, and you'll see the download that's available for December 20th, 2020. So we've been talking about the Christmas story this month and just looking at different snapshots, highlights of, of who Jesus is and how that helps us today. Because Christmas isn't just about going back into history, going back into past. It's about how it impacts us today as well in that application. And so in Luke chapter 2, as we were reading through that this morning, thinking about what the angels were saying. Some of us think they're singing. It doesn't quite matter. They were giving verbal testimony. Maybe there was music to it or not. The priority was glory to God in the highest. And what about on earth? It's peace. So I want to talk about peace this morning. What is something that robs you of peace? I was praying with some pastors on Friday, and we were talking about peace, and we went to prayer. And uh, one of the the gentlemen, he he was praying uh, about those things that are peace robbers in our life. And I was just so struck by the phrase, I wrote it down. And it was like thinking through, like, what, what does rob you of peace? Or what is currently right now robbing you of peace? Hindering you from peace? For those of you who are getting the, the Advent emails that I've been sending out uh, this month, uh, I was sharing how there was a moment where Christiana was uh, saying that we got to do this. There was a task that, that, that I knew about, but she was reminding me about and as soon as she said that, it just like was a, a moment of anxiousness for me. How in the world are we going to get that done? When are we going to get that done? Will we have the strength and the resources to get that done? God enabled us. We got it done quite easily. But in that moment, that wasn't a peaceful moment for me. That was a panic, anxious moment for me. So part of what we need to think about is what is peace? Sometimes we think of peace in terms of having calm within us. Sometimes we think of peace in terms of everything going smoothly. And so maybe we are defining peace in terms of our circumstances. When our circumstances are are going well, then we have peace. But you realize that's a pretty high bar to achieve. If all of your circumstances are going well, you'll have peace. It means everything in your family is going well, everything in your job and your finances is going well, everything in your health is going well, everything in the world is going well, everything in your community. And you start adding up what you think has got to go well for peace and you realize that's never going to happen, this side of heaven. 
But we do look at peace that way. Life is going the way I want it to go. Therefore, I have peace. But when the angels come and they say to the shepherds, not only glory to God in heaven in the highest, but also here on earth, this is what you have. It is peace. This gift of peace is not that everything's going the way you want it to go. That there is a peace that you are to have even when things are going wrong. We often ask ourselves, uh, ask each other, how, how was your week? How, how did it go this week? And so how often do we answer? Based on what happened, right? Based on the circumstances. If things went well, it was a good week. If things went poorly, it was not a great week. We're used to that. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. But when we connect that to peace, peace is always there from God. You have a bad week, there still should be peace. You have a good week, there still should be peace. This gift that God is giving of peace is not based on circumstances. It doesn't go up and then down. Is that the kind of peace that you want? It's here one day, gone the next day, here one week, gone the next. That we haven't had a peaceful year this year because of how crazy it's been. So glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men, peace among people. And yet it's not just everyone. By, by the fact that you are born, you automatically have God's peace. No, it's peace to those whom he is pleased. Peace is God's gift to you. It's whom he loves, whom he delights in, whom he is pleased with. And so when you start to think about it in terms of, of peace is something that God gives because he, he, he loves you, his favor rests on you. To me, that is, I'm like, what, how do I sign up for that? Because I, I want that peace from him. So with that, I want us to go to a passage in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 26. And we're going to focus on verses 3 and 4 of Isaiah, chapter 26. We'll touch on some other verses in the chapter so we have that context. Well, let's read this out loud and then uh, let's pray. Isaiah chapters 26, verses 3 and 4. Here we go. The steadfast of mind... You will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. So let's pray. Father, there are things in our lives that are a hindrance, that are a cause for anxiety and care, challenges, things that we would prefer would be different, that would be smoothed over, that would be resolved. But Father, we come before you and we hunger for your peace, perfect peace, that's not shaken or moved or removed by our circumstances. Peace that remains no matter what might happen with the virus, what might happen with 
our society, what might happen with our family, our schooling, whatever the circumstances might be, that peace that remains. A peace that surpasses all comprehension. May we have this as we come into this Christmas week. So however hectic or busy or uh, empty it might be, we are there in your perfect peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our, our bullseye this morning, as it has been for this month, is that learning the who of Christmas, learning the who of Christmas is how you trust him with your cares. That is, when you, when you learn who Jesus is, when you know his character, when you understand his heart, and, and that he is faithful, he is consistent, he's not going to change. This is who he always is. So when you understand that about him in the Christmas story, you realize that's who he is right now for you. And you can trust him. You can cast your cares, whatever they might be. However complicated, however messy, however difficult it might be, you can cast that on to him because you you know him. You know how much he cares. You know how wise, how powerful he is. You know what he is capable of doing in your life. So, so far we've looked at that Jesus is our Savior. He is the one who was sent to rescue us from our sin. That's the reason his name is Jesus. That's the the promise by the angel to to Joseph in in Matthew chapter 1. You shall name him, him Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. And how he did that, we looked at that in Galatians chapter 3, is that he became a curse for us. Jesus went the full distance to save you from your sin. By his death on the cross, hanging from a tree, as we're being publicly presented as someone who's cursed by God, taking on your punishment, your curse, before God, so that you might go free. That's that. why we rejoice in salvation. Because He was punished in, in our place, in my place. It was my sin, not His. Then we also looked at that Jesus is our, our great one, that He is simply, He is great, or the greatest. And there is no problem, no challenge, no difficulty, nothing that we encounter that is too big, too great for Him. He is marvelous in all that he does. And we looked at in Exodus chapter 34 where God reveals this is my character. This is who I am. And in the face of Israel's idolatry and their their great sin, God forgives them and restores them and, and has his presence upon them. And likewise, Jesus is that for us. You cannot out sin the greatness of his grace. You cannot out-sin the depth of his forgiveness. I'm not encouraging you to try to do that. But sometimes we might think to ourselves, it's too much, my sin is too big, it's too horrible. And yes, your sin will weigh upon you. That's what sin does. But it's only in Jesus Christ that you have relief, you have freedom, because of how great he is. And so this morning we're talking about that Jesus is our peace. 
He gives peace because He is peace. And so we want to look at this. How does this total peace, how, how do you get this total peace from Jesus? So let's go to Isaiah chapter 26. First, we, we come across the idea that we have this perfect peace. The steadfast of mind, you, the God of, of the universe, you will keep in perfect peace. Do you ever have, you have someone uh, in your family or uh, on your gift list, they're, they're just really hard to give to? Maybe it's someone who just, they, they seem to already have all the things you might want to give to them. You're not like this, Graciel, right? Easy to give to you, huh? Yeah. Just, just send cash. <laughs> no worries there. There are some things that we want to give people, but you don't find them at a store. How do you give someone the gift of love? How do you give them joy? How do you give them salvation? How do you give them hope? How do you give them a break from the trials that they're going through? The time of rest. Those are, those are harder to give, aren't they? And sometimes those are more needed. It talks about that, that you will keep him in perfect peace. That idea of, of perfect peace, it's literally the idea of peace and peace. It's, it's two, the two words of peace put together. And the idea of peace in the Hebrew language, it's the word shalom. And it's the idea of, of a circle. It's, it's whole, it's complete. You're, you're lacking in nothing. So to be at peace is you are lacking nothing. And this is emphasized, it's total peace. Completely lacking for nothing. Everything is right there. Everything that you need. This is what Jesus gives. Not a partial piece, a half piece, a, a, a taste of peace. A, a piece that's here and then it just evaporates. It's like the fog. It's really heavy this morning. But it's going to go away at some point. No, he gives a perfect, total, complete peace. But he keeps you in that. Do you notice that word, keeps, huh? So that's just he gives, he keeps. It's a picture of security. It's almost like Jesus is this armed guard. He's given you this peace and he's patrolling the perimeter so that you stay there in that perfect peace. He's making sure nothing comes into that protective circle that would hinder or thwart that perfect peace. Wow. So if we're going to have this total peace, it, it depends on Jesus because of who He is. He is the one who gives this peace. He's the one who keeps you in this perfect peace. A couple weeks ago, we were in uh, talking about Titus chapter 2 and the fact that we are God's peculiar or Christ's peculiar people. And we put this image that here's this dot, you are this dot. We got that or we lost it. And then we have, as it were, Christ is surrounding us. We are God's, we are Christ's peculiar people, his precious possession. 
And so he guards, he protects, he is your security, your force field, your shield, the one who takes care of you. And so we just pause here in a moment for thinking about, okay, that sounds great, Pastor. That sounds wonderful in a vacuum. As we're just by itself. That's just theory. That, that's great theory. But, but here's what's going on in my life, and we might tick these things off. How in the world is Christ going to keep me in his perfect peace when all of this is going on in my life? And if I can, let me just give you a taste of what's going on here in Isaiah chapter 26. I'm going to summarize what's found in the book of Isaiah as well as in First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. The king on the throne is, is Ahaz. He's a decidedly wicked king. He wants nothing to do with God. In fact, the great passage, Isaiah chapter 7, that we get Emmanuel, God, with us, that's that offer from God to Ahaz, test me, ask me to perform any miracle. Nothing is too difficult. I will do it. Come up with it, Ahaz. Use your imagination. I'm ready. Bring it. And Ahaz says, no, no, I, I don't want to test God. He sounds kind of good, right? I don't want to test you, God. But the reason he's saying that is I want nothing to do with you, God. If I gave you a sign and you did it, because I know you're going to do it, I would have to believe in you and I want nothing to do with you. Because Ahaz does not believe in the one true God. He is like a religious butterfly. He is fluttering all over from God to God to God to God. And he's bringing all of this worship back into Jerusalem, back into the temple. And he's telling the people, hey, here's the God we're going to worship this week. And then here's the next God we're going to worship. And here's the next God. And everyone's getting confused, right? Because who are we? And they're all different religions. They all have different practices. In fact, at one point, Ahaz actually takes his firstborn son and he sacrifices. He kills his son to a God. That's the leader. That's the king in Isaiah chapter 26. Because you have such a leader, the economy is just going down the tubes. Finances are hard. Assyria is invading or threatening to invade. There's just absolute failure at every level. Religious, moral, financial, military. And God saying, I will keep you in perfect peace. I will surround you. I will protect you. So we might say, hey, well, I've got this and I've got this. God knows that. Christ knows that. And that total peace is depending on him because of who he is. In verse 4, it describes God. In God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. When Isaiah was hearing this, this verse, my son Isaiah, not the prophet Isaiah, Yes, you, right there in the glasses. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
He thought it, it, it was saying Rocky Turtle. Because it said Rock Eternal, but Isaiah translated as Rocky Turtle. And went online to Google Rocky Turtle. There are no Rocky Turtles. Although in the movie Rocky, he does have turtles. So there's, there's that. So why is Christ, why is God described as a rock? I think we, mean, we may need to like actually have an accurate picture of rock. Like a, This rock is not the one like you just kick. It's out there on the, on the parking lot, right? God is a small pebble and you just kind of kick him around. That, that's a God you want to trust, right? That's a God who can give you protective, perfect peace. The one you can kick around. No, 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 no. So what comes into your mind when we're talking about the, the greatness of God in picture of a rock? So I got some pictures for you. First one that, that immediately comes to my mind, and I know it's, it's not right for Isaiah 26, but it's, it's a picture of like a lighthouse that's on a rock and the storm's crashing against it and it's standing firm. Do I have that picture, Tom? There we go. Firm rock. It's there through the storms. But the people of Isaiah's age weren't seafaring people. So when they're thinking of rock, they're not thinking of rock in the middle of ocean, untouched by storms and waves. They have gigantic mountain-type rocks. Here we go. This is probably the most famous rock in Israel. Right here. It's Masada. It's a fortress. It, it literally is a fortress. It's all set by itself. So when the Bible's talking about rock, it's not talking about like, you know, kicking it on the pavement. That's rock. There's another picture. That, this is in the south of Israel. This is in the north of Israel. This is by the Sea of Galilee. Huge cliff. Rock. Now, not pebble. Rock. So, Isaiah 26. God, he is this eternal, everlasting rock. Rock that's not going to get shaken or moved. This is who he is. He's not going to stop being this rock in 2020 or 2021. He doesn't cease to be this rock because of various circumstances. It's he's an eternal, everlasting, faithful, forever rock. How do you get this total peace? You depend upon Jesus because of who he is. He's not just simply a giver of perfect peace. He is the one who keeps you in perfect peace because he is a rock eternal an everlasting, firm foundation. But there's a second thing we need to say. And that is having this perfect peace depends upon you. Because you trust in who Jesus is. Perfect peace does depend on, on Christ because of who he is, but it also depends upon you because, not because of who you are or what you are doing or accomplished, it's because you put your trust 
in who Jesus is. And again, the more you understand of who he is, the more you trust in him. They go together. Starts out in verse 3 talking about the steadfast of mind. This is just a very uh, unique way of saying one who trusts in Christ. Steadfast is, is a picturesque way of describing a support. It's like a cane or a walker. It's used in Isaiah chapter 36, verse 6. Behold, you rely on the staff of this crushed reed, even on Egypt, on which if a man leans, that's our word, even a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. So this idea of of steadfastness is dependable. It's, It's supporting you. It's taking your weight like a cane would, like a walker, like crutches would. It's taking your full weight. So this this has this full weight. This is mine, this intentionally. You're giving your full weight onto what? Onto the one who gives you perfect peace. You're not holding back. You're not playing the odds. Spreading the risk out. You're pouring it all into Christ. I will trust in Him. And so we have basically three different times in verses 3 and 4, the command, the invitation, trust in Christ. The steadfast of mind, what does that mean? The one who puts his whole weight upon Christ will have, will be kept in perfect peace because he trusts in you. And then verse 4, trust in the Lord forever. Three times repeating it for us. Trust, trust, trust. Lean your full weight upon Christ. Depend on Him and find His perfect peace. I want to go to verses 16 to 18 here. I want to ask you the question again. What what do you see here of what's going on for these people? I'm asking you to answer out loud. Respond back. I know if you're online, you just type it in. As you look at these verses, what what are the difficulties? What are the things that are weighing upon the people of Israel as Isaiah writes this in chapter 26? What are the problems that they have? What's a problem you see in verses 16 and 17? Distress. Distress. What is distress? What's a different word? What's a uh, 2020 word for distress? What? COVID? (laughs) Stress? It's like stress amplified. Huh. Panic. Yes. Yes, it's throughout the people. It's not just limited to, uh, you know, fringe group. Fear. So they they are in distress. The distress is so bad that they can only whisper a prayer. It's giving us the idea of how much strength they don't have. 
They don't have full strength. Their strength is so weak, they can just whisper that prayer. Well, at the end of verse 16, it says, your chastening, your discipline was upon them. What does that mean? Is that that a good thing? Is that like all uh, honey and roses and sunshine and butterflies? No. Now, I mean, we are blessed when God chastens us because he does so out of his love, but is that a pleasant, comforting experience? No. No, it's not. It's hardship. All right, what about verse 17? We have this picture of a pregnant woman. The the joy of giving birth, right? That's what's being presented there in, in the verse. What's it talking about? Pain. Tremendous pain. Incredible pain. So we're, we're panicked, we're fearful, we're in distress, we, we lack strength, we can only whisper a prayer, we're in incredible pain, like the, the greatest pain that, that we can convey in earthly human terms. And then we go to the next verse, verse 18. And the great thing about going through the labor pains, I, I'm told, I haven't experienced it myself, I'm told the great thing is you actually give birth to the child. I can remember moments where my wife was one moment screaming and the moment just lived so next to happy because the baby was come. But what happens in verse 18? We're going through all of that effort, all of that pain, and what is the result? What's the result in verse 18? Wind. Air. Is it anything substantial? Like if you're going to go through incredible pain, incredible hardship, you want to know it was worth it, right? You want something of value on the other side. And so the, the idea is we're putting in all of this effort, we're going through incredible pain, and yet we've got nothing to show for it. We could not accomplish deliverance for the earth. We wanted to to save. We wanted to rescue. We wanted to make things right. We put all of this effort into fixing things, to bringing about justice, and to curing whatever is ailing our people. And we put all of this effort, and we've got nothing. We're worse than we were before. Again, this is the circumstance in which Isaiah 26 is being written. Because when we go to verses 3 4, I don't want us just to think, oh, well, it was a nice time, it was a pleasant time, and of course they trusted in God because everything was sunshine and honey and roses and hot cocoa with marshmallows. Okay, good. It was a time just like... 2020. Just like what you've been through this year. What would make this year year so much easier for us is if we knew 
once January 1st started, everything would go back to normal. But we don't have that confidence, do we? There's a glimmer of a hope that maybe halfway through 2021, we might get to normal. Maybe. But so much has happened in the last two months. What's the next six months going to look like? That's a time for trusting in the Lord. When it's difficult, when it's painful, when you don't know how it's going to turn out, that's when you trust in Him. And as you trust in Him, what do you receive from Him? Perfect peace, total peace, peace, peace. Put your full weight upon Jesus. He will never disappoint you. He will never fail you. I was thinking about a time where I was on a hike and we came to a, let's call it a creek. It's not a river. It's not really a stream. But it's not like tiny. And there's this pathway of stones. But anytime you, you're crossing a, a, a creek on the stones, what are you thinking? You, you don't want to slip. And what you especially don't want to do is put your weight upon a stone that's not solid, right? You stretch out for it, and if it's not balanced right, if it's not ready for your weight, where are you going? Get a refreshing drink of cold water. You never need to be afraid to put your full weight on Jesus Christ. He will always support you. He will always uphold you. And even when circumstances are dire, when they are distressful, He will keep you in His total perfect peace because of who He is. Not because of what's going on around you, not because necessarily of who you are. It's because of who he is. So that brings us back to the target sentence. When you, you learn who Jesus is, you learn the who of Christmas, then that is how you trust him with your cares. Pour out your heart to him. As we come back to the Christmas story, I'm thinking of what the angels are saying there to the shepherds. And part of it is worship and exaltation. They are so excited that the promised Messiah has been born. They've been waiting for this moment. They've been anticipating this. And there's just an explosion of joy, of worship, of adoration. But there's also this invitation to the shepherds. Because what are the shepherds supposed to do? Just like... Wow, that was a nice show. Please come again tomorrow night. They were supposed to act, right? Go and see. Go and see the Messiah. Go and see Christ the Lord. Go and see your Savior. Go and see the one who gives peace. And on earth, peace 
among those who God is pleased with. Shepherds, that's you. Go and see Jesus. He is your peace. And so too for you, go to Jesus. He is your peace. He is strong enough, loving enough, wise enough for whatever it is that's disturbing you. I asked at the start that question, what is robbing you of peace? This peace that Jesus gives, this perfect, complete, total peace, should never be removed from you, Christian. Should never be removed. It's not robbed by your sister annoying you. It's not robbed by circumstances. Because it's Christ who controls it. It's not dependent upon what's going on around you. So you go to Jesus. Take Him your cares. Take Him your problems. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. expresses the same truth we're talking about just in a different form. Be anxious for nothing. Be weighed down, be distressed, be burdened by by nothing. And we can come up with a whole list of some things, right? Well, this weighs me down. This is causing me care. This is challenging. This is fearful. But in everything... So you go from nothing to everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving... Let your request be made known to God. Whatever is a problem, take it to the Lord. Take it to Him in prayer, even in desperate prayer. But take it to Him with thanksgiving. Not so much I'm thankful for, golly, I really like that I'm in distress and I'm hurt. You don't have to say that. You don't have to fake it. But it's, it's thankfulness for who Christ is in the midst of your difficulty. And then verse 7, so identical to that idea of keeping you in perfect peace. The peace of God which surpasses all comprehension. It's beyond what we could define. It's complete, total peace. It's going to guard your hearts. It's going to guard your minds. It's that fortress that surrounds, that security force in Christ Jesus. We're so tempted to want things to go well. And God deliberately allows things to go poorly. Why? He's such a good God, right? If God is so good and He's so powerful, why do bad things happen? Right? I mean, that's, that's the basic question. That's the that's huge rub, right? Because you have a rock eternal. You need to know that. And the only way you're going to find that out is when you're faced with adversity, is when you're faced with care, and you turn towards Him. If the trial wasn't there, your trust would not grow in Christ.
Well, that's part of Thanksgiving. Does God know what's going on in your life? Does he know how hard it is on you? Yes. Is he good? Yes. Can he take care of you, protect you, keep you in perfect peace? Most definitely. So turn to him and go to him. Let's pray. Father, we need to make these not just ideas and concepts that we heard. We, we need to make these things happen and practice. And thank you for the trials that are already there in our lives, the things that are challenging us and causing us to be fearful or anxious. Father, please let us turn our eyes upon Christ to come before you, Father, with, with, with our prayers, with our, our emotions, with thanksgiving. As we think about the Christmas story, as we think about what Jesus is, Father, remind us that that's still who he is right now for us today. And we have a perfect Savior who gives perfect peace. Oh, let us lean upon Christ like we would lean upon a walker, upon a cane. Let us put our full weight holding nothing back and find time and time again He is an everlasting, stable, fixed, trustworthy rock. And He will never disappoint us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Chips. You know, I really hope that you got a blessing out of it. I really do. Um, it's great. You know, Jesus Christ, he was born of a virgin Mary, and he came to this earth. He grew up to die for us, for our sins. And all we have to do is believe in Jesus Christ that he did do all this for us. And we're safe because he, he died, but then he didn't stay dead, guys. He rose again. And he's alive today, and he's just waiting for us to, you know, ask for forgiveness and believe in his name. And so, if you want to know more, please email us. Uh, you can email me at letsgetjackedup at gmail.com. Letsgetjackedup at gmail.com. We love to speak with you, right? We do check the email once a week. And so, you know, hit us up. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, as your personal Lord and Savior, you've got to know Him. It's the most important decision in your life. Because it's not just for this life. It's for eternity. So, guys, we love you. Merry Christmas. We will see you guys next week week for a very special New Year's Eve celebration, okay? Getting rid of 2020 and getting to 2021, whatever it may bring, but God is with us. Amen? Alright, from Let's Get Jacked Up, we will see you guys next week. Have a great Christmas, everybody.
And that was my brother in Christ, John Shabaglian. You can check out his music at johnshabaglian.com. And that was titled Bow Everything, featuring Psalmist Mission. And uh, it's a great song. It's got great music. It really does. Um, Also, if you enjoyed Pastor Chip's 
Ross's uh, message. You could check more of his messages out at westwoodfresno.com and also check check us out on Facebook. If you also enjoyed the song before the message titled My Everything, that was me and my band Eternal Element and uh, also the theme song of Let's Get Jacked Up, you know, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. That is also uh, played by Eternal Element and sung by me. And uh, you can check more of that out at ReverbNation.com. We'll put a link down below so you could uh, just click on that and check out the music. All right, guys, we love you. God bless you. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course at fringeradionetwork.com. song is named Jack Hammer and is by Well Done You. Check out more songs at WellDoneYouBand.com and check them out on YouTube. Welcome everyone to Iron Show Live! Oh yeah! If you haven't checked out the Iron Show with Johnny McMahon on FringeRadioNetwork.com, then what are you waiting for? You're listening to the Iron Johnny McMahon. Oh, yeah, you are. We're proud to have the Iron Show right here. Oh, yeah. On Fringe Radio Network. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. Dot com, baby. Oh, it's so nice to be here.
with you. You know, I always thought, you know, I always thought that um, these end times, these serious hardcore Isaiah 24, uh, you know, Day of the Lord, was a few hundred years in the future. I, I, I take that back. I don't think it's that far away. I think it'll be, uh, maybe in my lifetime, I don't know, I've got another 20 years. I may see it. Uh, it's starting to look like things are unfolding to the point where I might see it myself. Johnny has guests and his own big personality. Because I know my Bible pretty well compared to the average Joe. I mean, I've been hanging out with you, which that helps. Rabbi Mike. <laughs> Join Johnny and his co-host Leonard Oliver as for a fun and intense time. So, but I think the wages of sin is death. The second death. Hey, 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 hey. That's you guys I... do the law, man. Don't hit him. Hey, don't, don't you put your hands on him, man. There's something wrong with him. There's something wrong with him. Hold on, hold Lord on. Jesus, keep Leonard safe. Yeah. Amen. Keep Leonard safe. Hey, hey, hey. Are you hearing this? I know, I know. Has this ever happened before on an Iron Show, Johnny? No. But, uh, clearly, Leonard's got in a conflict there. He talks about deep fringe topics. You know, a lot has to happen before, like, people are taking the mark of the beast. So, listen to Johnny and Leonard on the Iron Show at FringeRadioNetwork.com. And also, check out ironshow.com. That's ironshow.com. Dude, that's such an awesome concert by Crushing the Deceiver. What a great rock band they are. Oh man, my stomach is craving some good food right about now. Oh, dude, you said cravings. You know what? There's a restaurant called Cravings. It's on Herndon and Armstrong and Clovis. Yeah, they make wood-grilled burgers and dogs, but they're delicious, man. They're delicious. Oh, yeah, that place sounds perfect. Let's go check it out. Cravings is located at 2220 Herndon Avenue in Clovis, California. They are open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., closed on Sundays. Family Night Tuesdays get four Crave Burgers, two full orders of fries for $19.99 after 4 p.m. Wednesdays is Senior Day. Anyone over 55 gets 15% off their order. Every Saturday is a Sausage Saturdays. Get a dollar off all sausages. Order ahead by calling 559-299-7669. Satisfy your food craving today. You're listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on the Fringe Radio Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.